The following Toku podcast contains spoilers from both past and present Tokusatsu, anime, manga, movies and other related media. If you do not wish to be spoiled we suggest turning off the podcast now. Otherwise please enjoy the show. Hello everybody, welcome to the Toku Podcast. I'm not going to say that right the entire year. No. That's that's not going to happen. So today we have a very interesting, very interesting show for you today. Because, well for one, this is the newest Sentai that is over. Because then Kaiser's still not over unless it gets cancelled. Um, by the time this comes out, which would be really <laughs> sad. Uh... So funny. So this is a very interesting one because not only are we doing Sentai, we're doing a Sentai that's basically topical. Yeah. And it is Machine Sentai Kira Major. Is it with a G? Is it, is it with G or Gur? It's G. Yeah, it's Kira Major. Okay. Because I keep hearing people say Kira Major, and I'm just like, that sounds dumb. Well, you're stupid. It's never been like that. Well, they are stupid. So you don't call it Shinkenger. Or go Sager. <laughs> or I've uh, uh, I've heard people say that. I've heard people say, not not Shinkenger, but I've heard people say go Sager. I've heard a lot of people say that, and it's fucking annoying. <laughs> it is honestly really annoying, and I hate go Sager, so that's saying something. Um. So, uh, where do we start with this? Because, so Jay, you 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 know me. You've known. You've been here for for more than a while. Yes. I think you already know what annoyed me about this show. Um, I think you can already tell. Most of the entire premise of the show? You mean the rock, the rock thing? Well, I just meant in general. Sentai in general, but uh, you go, yeah. I wouldn't say that. It's 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 very specific things. But again, I think you'll I think you'll know when we get to them. So let's start off with our characters, like we usually do. Yeah. And let's start off with our main guy, Jewel. I'm going to say that to <laughs> piss people off. Because that's what it sounds like, and I know that's what the pun is. Don't fuck with me. I know this. There's no way you make a name that stupid sounding and, it have an, and not have it be a pun. Um, I mean, this is Arakawa we're talking about. It probably was meant to be a pun. Arakawa's a fucking asshole. <laughs> he- um... <laughs> So I won't deny. Where do we s- considering <laughs> some of the references he's made? But uh, also, uh, you're wrong. <laughs> well, look, he had the pineapple pen guy as a main character, okay? <laughs> which is which. You know what? I shouldn't even say that because he was so inoffensive in this show. I don't really mind. I, I remember a lot of people having like uh, reservations because oh, they got the PPAP guy in this show. It's gonna be terrible. It's like he doesn't really do much. Really. I mean, it was like. It was like a year after he was relevant when they announced he was in the show anyways. Uh, honestly, I, I, think, I think it's just one of those things. Oh, sorry, go for it. Honestly, I remember the show being very divisive when it came out because it was another one of those shows where everybody looks at the costumes and the suit design and like, oh, this looks like complete garbage. Let's not watch this. <coughs> and I'll, I'll freely admit, I was in the same boat. And then they said Narahisa Arakawa was writing it. And I knew immediately that this show was going to be, at the very least, an 8 out of 10. And then I didn't watch it. And now I'm kind of <laughs> regretting not watching it, to be entirely honest. But 
Uh, yeah. This, this is one of those times where Phil was right. We should have been watching it. Phil Phil was right. He he gets the one. See, here's the thing. I knew that I was going. I watched. I've watched a couple episodes of the show in between. I watched. Um, I forget which one exactly, but it was the one with uh like like the uh, Jiru's weird classmate, and they get glued together. I watched that one oh. <laughs> just kind of offhandedly during a stream. I was like, oh. This is what Cure Major is like? I've been missing this the whole time? Shit, I gotta catch up. And then I didn't. <laughs> so, I guess before we get into... I, no, actually, you know what? We'll we'll get into Juru by saying what I also... Well, by kind of summarizing what I also think about the show. This show is wholesomely lame. <laughs> that is what this show is. It is wholesomely lame. It is so fucking lame but at the same time it is so charming in it. It's corny and but it's it's a charming it is. corny. It is. It's like this show is the equivalent of a very good dad joke. That's <laughs> we can start off with our main character Red or Judo or Jewel which I will keep calling him mm. that because fuck off. Oh, I have my fan. Uh, there we go. Ooh, go for it. Um, it's kind of weird to say that I didn't really think much of him. <laughs> He was, he was all right. I found him, he was, he's he's kind of an average red overall. I liked him more later on once he, he got to grow, but you can say that for a lot of the characters as well. Well, besides a few. <laughs> yeah. Well, because when he starts off, he's kind of just like, oh, excuse me. That was gross. He's a, <laughs> he's a very atypical red. He's not like, he's not like the, the, st- overly serious stoic hero type or you know he's not the blathering idiot type he's he's kind of dork yeah he's kind of a dork he's a little bit of a coward he he's honestly he's a very like passive character everything just kind of happens around him for the most part and he just kind of he's kind of going along with everybody else's else's ideas for the most part which is very interesting for your your red who is you know normally they are the hero even if they're not like the leader they're the hero so they're they're usually not a very like passive or timid character or anything like that yeah and he, he and we'll get right into this cuz he kind of brings up that my main problem well, i guess yeah my main problem with the show and again you know exactly what this is mm. is that yes he is a very passive character and things just kind of happen around him but the problem is that they kind of treat him as he's not. Like, he is... Again, doing Messiah Chosen One storylines is very hard to do. Like, to make it seem convincing without making it seem, like, overly, you know, Daigo. And this didn't this didn't get to Daigo levels. No. I should say that right now. This didn't get to Daigo levels at all. But it was very off-putting to see, like, everybody be like, Oh, this guy's so special. And he's just kind of like, I just want to go home now. Can I go... Like, it, it kind of felt a little awkward. It kind of felt, like, a little bit unnatural, really. It was like, why Why is this passive dude, who really hasn't done much, being treated as, essentially, the messiah here? See, I... And, you know, again, that's fine, but, like, it just felt weird. See, I would disagree. So, I don't I don't think they, like, were treating him like the messiah. I mean, they, there is definitely him receiving a little bit of undue praise, but... Considering he's a literal reality warper who can just create giant robots and weapons and shit from nothing, sure, I think he deserves a little bit of praise. And granted, no, no, that and I get that. Like that's completely fine. Like I actually really like the idea of 
like the mechs and stuff being co- coming from him, you know, his imagination and his drawings. I like that. It's just towards the end, they kind of make it seem like he is this super special guy when really he didn't really need to go in that direction. You could have just been like, he's special in the sense that he has this power and that's, that's fine. Like, and I, and I think that I think that's because my main more, more of my issues with his uh, character well, not just character, the way they treat his character comes way at the end, which is honestly where the show started to lose me, but we'll get to that. See, uh, again, I I don't necessarily fully agree. I don't... I think it's a little bit better later on, to be to be entirely honest, where, where again, he's actually done enough to kind of earn a lot of the praise. He's yeah. kind of broken out of his shell, and he's... You know, he's still he's still kind of a like a doofus, not, you know, not like full on like moron tier like a lot of reds have usually been. But <laughs> he's he's still he's still a little bit like a, uh, overly naive and he's still a little doofy. But he's you know, he's actually finally kind of grown into the leadership role for the most part. Yeah. And again, I think a little bit of it is is overdone, but I don't think he gets any more praise more so than the rest of the team. You know, it's not like he's being put on a pedestal and everybody else is like is chopped liver, basically. Everybody else, you know, he he doesn't. (coughs) He definitely gets more praise than he earns, but I don't think he's overly praised more than the rest of the team, which I think is what you're you're thinking and. I can kind of see where you're coming from with it, but I personally disagree. I don't think he he got overly hyped up. He definitely definitely earned a little bit too much, especially more so earlier on. But he yeah. he's not nearly as bad as your your kind of feeling that he well, is. Well, again, like Grant, I, I granted, you like you are right. He is nowhere near as bad as fuck. Basically, every single red that's come before him, with the exception of like. I think like Yamato, like like with the exception of Jiwa Eagle, like everybody from Daigo to him, yeah, yeah, I, th- that's kind of what you're thinking. He's, How many he, were between Daigo and Yamato? Yeah. Oh no, you're saying you're saying with, from with, Daigo to okay from Shoryu yeah. Red to now, with the exception of yeah, Jiwa yeah, Eagle. Basically, every Red has been like you're thinking, and I think he kind of breaks the exception for the most part. He gets a little. Well, like bit I said, of it, like he's, he's not. not too he's not. Bad. Yeah, he doesn't break the show for me. That's like, that's that's the thing. Like he doesn't break the show for me. I just think there's a little too much there, but at the same time, it's not. Again, like I said, it's not Daigo. Like no. anybody who no. like is afraid. Anybody who's afraid of this guy being like Daigo because of, because I because I remember some promo. I remember there were some actual like people like. Oh my god, he's gonna be like because I think it was like after episode one or two, people were like, "Ooh, is he gonna be like Daigo?" It's like, no, no. If if anything, if anything, there's times where he again, it's kind of weird to say after I just went on this tirade, but like there are times where he is kind of downplayed, which is weird, which is why it kind of seems a bit weirder when they upplay him again. I don't, I don't know. It's it's, it's weird, but I think it's only because of certain ways, they, certain things they pace in the show weirdly. Yeah, I, I think I get what you're saying there. They they kind of it kind of comes in waves and it can be a little weird there, but I don't think mm-hmm. he's nearly as bad as your you feel he is, but I can kind of get where you're coming from with this. Yeah, and and the thing is even even then I don't think he was a bad character overall. I think he was fun. No, I, I, I liked him I think for he the was most a pretty part. Uh, pretty great character. I like the idea that I mean, I know we've done it before, but I like the idea I I like the idea that he is supposed to be this leader but at the same time he is still basically a kid like and not only that but he's really the only kid 
in the team, really. Everyone else is pretty yeah, every, is pretty well into like, adulthood. Like, at the very least, mid-20s, and he's, like, high schooler still, which is kind of weird, especially because yeah. he doesn't look any older than everybody else does. Well, uh, I, mean, I mean, that's just, you know, that's that's just uh, J- Japanese acting. I mean, acting I mean let's be fair. I mean, Mighty Morphin called Jay. Yeah, good boy. <laughs> I mean, granted... Granted, with the exception of David Yost, everybody was like 18, 19 at the time, which isn't too bad. I know, but David Yost was like I, 25 though, so he he gets no. Oh, was gets, he? Yeah, I think I don't remember if he was like he was like mid 20s during season one. Oh which, Jesus! Yeah. You oh, can Jesus. tell. You can fucking tell. No, but but, but no offense but, to David oh, Yost, of course. You are you are a lovely individual, and you've been you have been you have been, earned all of your praise. But yeah, no, you you did not look like a fucking teenager during Mighty Morphin. <laughs> No, but but seriously, like overall, I I still like the red. I st- honestly, he was my second favorite character. <laughs> I don't know what that says about the others, but let, you know, let's move on to to the secondary in command, which our our is... real our, our real leader, uh, yeah, blue. Oh, okay. Oh, were you going with yellow? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought you 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 were saying the se- the secondary one. It was like, I mean. I mean, yellow is basically the real leader of the team. I mean, they they make that pretty well, it, clear. It, it's, well, it's ironic you say that, just because just like red, I wouldn't be able to pick this fucker out of a crowd if you asked me about it. <laughs> Good point. I see, like yellow. I couldn't really remember much about him. I liked him, but he wasn't he wasn't <coughs> like a standout to me. Not see, really. I would I would disagree. Honestly, Tamatomo is my favorite character in the show. Uh, really? Yeah, he's he's my favorite member of the team to be entirely honest. He's he well, I'm going to put it like this. Tomotomo represents the most uh underrepresented minority in society these days. Oh fuck. That no. is the gamer. <laughs> I kid, of course. <laughs> yeah, so I I loved him like he, he You call him a gamer, he only plays two fucking games. Yeah, yeah. Tomotomo is an esports player uh player of <laughs> Famous esports game God Eater Three, uh, also Tekken Seven, which is literally just actually Tekken Seven. They don't even bother hiding it like they usually do. Uh, I, I <laughs> that was a fu- that was a fun episode as well. Uh, when, that was a fun episode. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's kind of weird because when they introduce them, they they kind of treat them like like a joke because like. Oh, everybody else is like, oh, Blue's a big famous actor. Oh, Pink's like a like a world renowned doctor, and oh, you're uh, uh what the fuck are you, S- Scott? Yeah, I know who you are. Scott. Definitely, <laughs> you know he he gets a lot of like shit on him because nobody knows who he is, and they they kind of break out of that mold a little bit earlier on, like later on, and he honestly yeah. again, he's his initial arc is. He's pissed off that he's not the leader because Juru is made the leader because he is red. He is the leader because he is the Red Ranger, as is the usual trope, which I, I enjoyed them making that as an actual excuse. They they use that as well. They use that as a decent plot. <laughs> You're red. You have to be the leader. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and Tamatomo's initial arc is like him trying to accept the fact that he is not the leader, even though he, he feels like he should be. And on one hand... He does kind of, like, give in initially. He's like, you know what? I'm fine not being the leader. I'm fine with Jiru being the real leader. I can accept that. 
But at the same time, Juru basically makes him the real leader because he's the one who's constantly coming up with everybody, all the all the cool plans. He, he basically and, is like, you you take care of this. I, I don't want to. He is he uh, he is. Juru is the idea guy. Tamatomo is the one who. I mean, he's literally the idea guy. Um, <laughs> Tamatomo is the one who actually comes up with the plans, and for the most part, they pretty much always go completely as planned. He's he's that like I really like that aspect too. Is that like he's he's so good at coming up with these these big elaborate schemes to take down the monsters that he can even plan for when they pull random bullshit out of their asses to to like spoil time travel. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that was probably my favorite episode with him because the way he the way he learned how to overcome it is. I wouldn't say clever. It's pretty blunt force, but it's also really fucking funny. <laughs> that was that was a fun episode because they subvert the usual uh, Groundhog Day loop bullshit. Because Tomatomo immediately figures out that he's in a time loop, and it's not like because usually like they'll spend like two thirds of the episode with the character stuck in the time loop before they realize it. Here it's like he goes through one loop, and he's like, "Oh fuck, I'm in a time loop, aren't I? Great." And it's and it's just him like again Groundhog Day style trying to come up with new schemes to get out of it, and it's a really fun episode too because the entire like onset of the episode is he was just dicking around in a Tekken tournament playing as fucking Panda like a jackass, and he thinks that he got cursed <laughs> by his weirdo like schizo opponent, and that's him learning to not be a complete jackass at tournaments is what helps him escape from the time loop. It's a fun. It's don't a f- be an asshole. At, don't be an asshole at video games, kids. <laughs> exactly. Granted, he's a Kazuya fag, so of course he's an asshole to begin with. Of course. With. Yeah. <laughs> Horang Chads rise up. Exactly. So, again, I really like Tomatoma because, like, he's kind of like a goof, but he's he's really, like, the most. He's honestly the real leader of the team, and that's kind of why I liked him. <laughs> It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, and it's, it's for once. Yellow gets the spotlight. Exactly. For yellow is like usually the one who gets shit on the most, especially you know, <laughs> usually when it's, it's like the male yellows at the very least. The the female yellows tend to break the spotlight a little bit more. But ma- male yellow is usually in modern time usually get shit on the most, and Tomotomo breaks that mold. He is he is honestly my favorite character in the entire show. It, it kind of feels like they let him go a little bit more you know, loose towards like the end where like, cause it, cause towards the beginning, like he had some scenes, but towards the end it was like, okay, like my oh, yeah, eyes no, are he, actually he, averting he, to him now. Oh yeah. He, he straight up takes the spotlight during the second half. Like th- there are parts where he's like, he straight up defeats one of the main villains. He's got all these crazy ideas and like, he's basically the one who saves the day half the time too. It's great. I honestly really liked him and it, it helps that like, Again, he's a joke, but they're not like they don't completely turn him into like a clown. They make fun of him and they yeah. let him have like goofy moments, but he's not a joke as a character. Like there like there's a running joke about him like being upset that he doesn't have a girlfriend later on after uh, one of the main villains gets introduced. <laughs> Big like, oof. Yeah, and they're like like okay, like haha, it's funny, I get it, but like even then, it's not like it doesn't become like a major aspect of his character. They bring it up every now and then, but it's not like every single episode isn't him complaining about that feel with no gear, GF. But <laughs> I mean, he is a gamer. He is a gamer, of course. It makes he sense. is a gamer. It makes sense. Though I will say, I will say, uh, 
his backstory is pretty fucked. Oh my god. His backstory <laughs> was like, it was, on one hand, I hated it because it is one of the most cliche backstories imaginable. It is the, yes. oh, my relative died after I had an argument with them and I never got a chance to say sorry. You know, and that's been done to fucking death and back. <clears throat> but the actual context is his grandfather bought him a video game and he was a little brat. And he's like, no, I hate this. Go buy me another one. And he's like, oh, grandpa will do it tomorrow. I'm tired. And then grandpa had a fucking heart attack in the night and he died. And then <laughs> Tabatabo sees his parents crying over his granddad's corpse the night after he had an argument with him. And I'm like, what the f- it, Again- on one hand, it's it's lame because it is the most stock tragic backstory imaginable, but it's like they kind of overdo it with how fucking tragic it was, and it kind of becomes hilarious. Yeah, I almost expected Tomatomo was like, "So am I still getting that game?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, that's pretty much about it for him, no? I think. Yeah, for the think. for the most part, I mean, he. He doesn't really have any major, like, subplots or anything like that. Granted, with the exception of Silver, nobody really does have any kind of major, you know, overarching plots. You know, they have, like, one or two episode plots, but they don't have anything, like, mm -hmm. entire series-wise. They don't really do that anymore anyway, so. Yeah, I mean, we, we've moved past them giving a shit yeah. about them, this. Uh, I guess now we move on to the real good character, Blue, because I <laughs> fucking loved Blue. Okay. You well, know what? I, I didn't think I was going to like this guy, but god damn it, he's so fucking charming and how fucking pathetic he is. Shigeru is my second favorite character. I'll at least say that. He's my second favorite of the team. Uh, oh. So, again, it's, uh, Shigeru is weird because the way they introduce him is not at all how his character stays for the entirety of the show. Because <laughs> yeah. they introduce him in the first few episodes and leading up to his, like, his spotlight episode early on. They treat him as if he's going to be the overly edgy, serious, like, brooding character. Like, he's going to be, he's going to be the serious one. He's going to be the quiet one who is like, oh, I just want to hear, to, I'm just here to fight. I don't have emotions, blah, blah, blah. I'm an asshole to everybody. You know, kind of like Deca Blue for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> but then, then we get his spotlight episode and we find out that he's literally just, like, he's just acting. He is just pretending to be, like, a tough guy, and he's just, he's kind of a dipshit. He's kind of, just, like... <laughs> he's a big old wimp. He's a big old wimp. And, like, his, oh. his intro episode is him learning to not be such, like, an asshole stick in the mud and, like, open up around the other team members. And they, they actually stick to that as actual character development, because... As the show goes on, he gets more and more and more ridiculous as the show goes on. Oh, it's so fucking and it's good. it's so good. He's the one who gave me the most laughs. He, he really does. Show. I love it too. He's so fucking funny. He's he honestly ha he is honestly the most expressive of the team. He's got the the funniest moments. Uh, <laughs> I love just, this he's guy. He's just overall great. I. I cannot say anything bad about him to be entirely Any Any time they would talk about, like, his movie roles and show him acting in something, I'm just like, oh, this is ridiculous and I love it. <laughs> like, man, I want to see Base Detective, okay? Or Base Attorney. Yeah. I want to see that movie. I'd watch it. That'd be fucking great. Or, or, 
<laughs> or my fucking favorite when they're trying to cheer up a oh god I can't remember Embark when they're trying to cheer him up <laughs> and they're doing like they're doing the comedy troupe they're doing the the show of skill and then he just fucking breaks down quote unquote and I'm just like <laughs> I love this guy oh, I so love good. this guy so much he he is honestly my favorite character of this entire show like bar none I I just every time he was on screen I'm like more blue we just got to have more blue that's all it's, we need in this it's show it's a weird it's a weird thing where they kind of introduce yellow as being like the comedic relief character and then he kind of becomes more more of the serious second in command like tough guy type shiguru uh-huh. is the opposite where he's introduced as being the overly serious tough guy type and then he becomes <laughs> the comedic relief as the show goes on I mean, maybe that was just Arakawa just wanted to fuck with people. It's like, honestly, let's see how let's see, they th- let's see how far they think they can take this. Honestly, probably that that would that would be entirely on uh, entirely honestly probably is what it is. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm completely fine with that because he's no, fucking great. No, yeah, he's great. He's he's got a lot of really great moments. Uh, again, other than like a lot of his comedic moments, he doesn't really do a whole lot, unfortunately. But he's got a, all of his moments are absolutely hilarious. See, I, I think it'd be a little bit unfair to, to, like, start to, like, say, you know, to say, like, oh, they don't really have many moments. Because, like, I, I you mean, know what I would say? They wouldn't they don't do much because really. Yeah, that's kind of been the trend for Sentai for a while. We, we know that at this point, it's kind of like Red's the leaders. Like, it's yeah, we know at this point they're down. They don't do much. Or at least no, they're exactly. not going to do much. No, 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 exactly, exactly. So so for me, I kind of just take what I got, and what I got with Blue was fucking fantastic. It was, mm. god damn it, I love this fucking guy. <laughs> He's so good. Oh, yeah. Like, like the moment, like, once the spotlight episode hit, I'm just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, th- this this is the guy. This is my guy right here. This this is well, the guy, yeah. Well, it's like I said, it's like I said at the beginning, this guy reminds me so much of Kampai Blue. And then you were the one who's like, oh, you'll see how, how close he really is. Yeah, to like, wow, I was. You're I, right. It was funny you said that. Like, oh, yeah, this guy reminds me of him. Like, when you started, like, episode two, I was like, yeah, you'll, you'll see how right I was. And it's funny because Kampai Blue is introduced as being, like, again, the stock blue, overly serious, like, silent, brooding hero type. And then we find out that, no, he's, like,. Literal subhuman intellect and just like a giant goofball, <laughs> and that's that's the same thing that happens with uh, Shigeru. That's great. He he is again. He is my favorite of this show. Um, I guess then we move on to uh, they're fucking interchangeable, green or pink. Yeah, yeah. I don't really have anything to say about either of them. Uh, pink pink is, is canon, and she gave me PTSD. <laughs> I I literally I took this as a note during her uh, her intro episode of. Uh, Senna, uh, uh, wait, wait, shit. Again, they're interchangeable. Sayo is as pointless here as she was in Ghost Lamau. Uh, <laughs> I did write Lamau, by the way. <laughs> God damn it. Well, I mean, what, I mean, okay. She was fine, you know, like, she was fine. But there's nothing to say about her. Like, she doesn't have anything to do. She doesn't have any real episodes that are great. She's just a doctor. Her and, her and Senna yeah. have that problem of they're kind of just the stock girl characters. Sayo is the stock, like, you know, girly, you know, m- mature adult girl type. And Senna is the stock, like, like te- preteen, like, tomboy girl type archetypes for Sentai. They're, they're pretty generic. They're pretty interchangeable. 
Neither of them have anything really interesting to say about them. The most interesting thing that I have to say about Kirame Green is a fucking Geki Ranger reference, and that's really all that she has going for her. Also, that her robot wants to fuck her, but that oh no, oh, yeah. it is like it is un it is, it is like, uncomfortable by the end. Like I, I like I, that that thing was just like it's funny yeah, because baby. like like they kind of treat it as like a joke. It's like he's got that like ultra reserved kind of like stuck up voice where like. Oh, I get it. Ha ha. He's supposed to be like like a knight or a samurai and he's protecting her and you know, it's like it's like adulation for like like a princess or whatever. But no, he he like they they ramp it up and he just like legitimately wants to fuck her. Like there's an episode I think like I think by the time they do the body swap episode, the obligatory body swap episode that every show does. They're like, "Yeah, let's just have the robot want to fuck her." And the robot is in, uh, I fucking forget what the the robot's name was. Uh, it's it's in her body, and it's like, oh, I can finally, finally feel her. It's like it starts reaching towards your breasts, and then like you have you have uh, Senna off on the screen. It's like, no, don't don't play into the most obvious stereotype imaginable, please. <laughs> like that's a fun, like that was a fun little bit, but like, yeah, no. Th- it it just wants to fuck her. It's so so uncomfortable. It it is. I don't know, man. Like it's not even like if, if they kinda, did. Like, it's creepy. If they did it once or twice, it'd be funny. Like oh haha, you know, oh like they hint at it. Like you know, like like they keep it like kind of vague, and then like there's like one or two offhand jokes. No, they they're just like open about the fact that the robot wants to have sex with her. It's it's kind of creepy, yeah. And then we have and granted it okay. wouldn't be an Arakawa Sentai without weird sex shit, but that's besides the point. Can you just stick to the pits? I mean, just stick to that, man. Le- look, it's not it. It's not as bad nor as good as Deca Pink's repeated bath time scenes, but. It's still weird. <laughs> oh, it's oh, still oh. weird, dude. <laughs> oh, I mean, I would I would argue it's probably worse because it's it, uh, it's a fucking rock. I mean, she's at least rock. not naked during those scenes. So, on she's one sweaty. hand, you're wrong, but on the other hand, you're also right because it's a giant sentient rock that is talking about wanting. How to How would fuck that even work? This vaguely indeterminate aged woman. Well, anyway, let's, let's talk about so, silver so, now. Yeah, so let's... Speaking uh, of rocks. Yeah, uh, our guy, Takamichi. Um, Your guy, I'm not taking him. Yeah, no, I'm not taking him. I'm just saying our guy. I don't know. I like, I like saying our guy. Uh, <laughs> he's kind of... He's kind of all over the place. He's, for the most part, kind of like the stock sixth, for the most part. He reminded me a lot of, like, Decca break early on where he's kind of an asshole. He's kind of a part of the team, but not really. He, you know, he, he's clashing with the team a lot because he doesn't really care about teamwork. He's, he just, he's just there to do his job and kind of use their resources. And, but unlike Decca break, he never really has that moment where he, he finally learns to fully cooperate with them. Cause he kind of does, but he's still kind of off doing his own thing. And, He's kind of on the board with the teamwork. He's kind of not. And there, there's no real consistency to him as a character. And 
he doesn't really he's just kind of there honestly it's it's weird it's weird that you say that because like even even like like well, I wouldn't say it's weird that you say that because it's true but like it's weird because like you kind of feel like he should have had that episode at some point like there should have been an episode where he really just gets his ass slapped around but it kind of just happens it kind of just like Mm, whatever, I guess I'm part of the team now yeah, and I'm it just, happy. It just kind of happens between episodes for the most part. Like, Because, again, he's got his his mini-arc that is all six to do of, oh, I've got my own little scheme going on, and he kind of, like, that's kind of when it happens is when he gets the Kira Major, the rest of the Kira Majors, in on his plot line is when he kind of learns to work with them, but even then, oh, excuse me, He's still off doing his own thing for the most part for a little while, and it just—it's just kind of in between episodes. He's just okay. I'm 100% on board helping you guys out fight Jotunheim. Okay. It's yeah. It's weird. It is. It is weird. Yeah. It, and I and I wish there was more to say about him because I really liked his fucking suit. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked the suit. I I liked the design. I did not like the color scheme. The the neon orange and cyan on the glittery I, I silver. I knew you were gonna was, say something about the orange. Fuck, it's ugh, it's gross. It's you know what? Gross. It's not. It's not as nice as the Bo- as the Boken silver one. I'll say that. No, 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 no. Well, well, the Boken silver one is a much higher quality material as well. You know. Yeah, that one actually looks like it was silver. Yeah, not that, that one actually is plastic. like metallic. You know, metallic silver and not gray rubber with fucking glitter on it, so. It, it looked like he was literally colored in by, like, a Crayola, <laughs> like, one of those Crayola crayons that say silver, but it just looks like a very nice gray. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Now, before we get into the main events of the show, because fucking the villains are the best part of the show, should we talk about the suits real quick? Because I kind of I kind of didn't mind them. For the most part, I liked some of the suits. See, again, that's the, suits. that's the thing is that when they first showed off the suits, I was like, Oh, these are kind of gross. Like, they've all got that gross kind of glitter effect. And then there's, like, the sash that looks like a, a road. And there's, like, the weird glitter gems. And the hel- the helmets were kind of cool, but they were, they were a little funky looking. And I was like, I kind of didn't like any of the costumes when I first saw them. And then as I'm watching the show, I'm like, all right, yeah, seeing them in motion. And, you know, watching them do all these cool flips and, you know, effects and stuff. And, all right, they actually look pretty good. And... You know, for the most part, that that happened with the mechs as well, because like, you see the mechs and they're like they're these giant like translucent crystal plastic things, and it's like, oh, that looks like shit on a big big bulky suit. <laughs> you know, where they they can't afford to do fully translucent plastic, but you know, it's like, oh, oh I, I, I'm a hundred percent of the opinion they should have never stopped doing night fights with those mechs. Oh no no no, no they no. do not they do not look great in daytime. No, I mean, uh, well. They get to do the night shots too, where they can they light up the translucent parts, and it looks way way better. And I think that's that's another aspect as well, or them full bright just look kind of gross because it loses the translucent effect for the most part mm, on the bigger bulkier suits and like all the glitter and like the silver on like even all of them kind of have like they're just like color on top of silver, and they they none of them really flow together well. And I like the designs were kind of laying like. Kiramajin was alright, like, it having, like, no arms except for the big shovel claw and the sword was kind of weird, and, <laughs> like, I 
honestly, the only mech I actually liked was King Express, and even then, its its upgraded version with uh, Zabune was was kind of lame. It's got like the weird like jet engine gun thing. It was like this uh, doesn't work. Like it worked earlier on with the uh, <coughs> the uh, the smog engine where it's got the uh, the black and purple to kind of contrast with the silver and the the red, and it looks really good. It's got the fucking sunglasses and everything, and it looked really cool. And then everything else is just kind of kind of lame. Like like Gigant Griller again. It's just like neon orange with some glittery parts and the you know the 8 billion drills was cool and the the final mech uh something phoenix I don't remember um is that right again it it has that issue of like oh you know all the gold and the red looks really good but then it's got the the translucent crystal shit on it and it, it just kind of distracts and especially cuz that one is like 60% of the suit too See but, for for me, I, I don't really have much to say in the mechs because I barely watch the mech of fights. Of course, yeah, because you, you're you're a coward and you don't watch the mech fights. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't like watching the same shit over and over again. But then again, I watch Toku, so there we go. Yeah, uh, where do you think you are? I know, right? You see, at least with at least with fuck, I was about to say saber. Fuck no! <laughs> oh God! Oh oh! Mm. I'll get to that in June. Or when actually, yeah, it'll be June. I think when it ends. Oh fuck! So, yeah, we'll we'll get to that in fucking June. You better get on that, buddy. It's getting uh, longer. No. Hey man, it's got it got it's got Ghost Rider. We're heading for fifty, motherfucker. Choo uh, choo. Uh, <laughs> I swear to God, if Saber actually does turn out to be fifty episodes, I will fucking go to Japan and yell at someone. <laughs> I will fucking yell at somebody. Anyways, back onto this actually good show. Um, so. Moving on from the suits, because, I again, like, the mech stuff, I don't have much of an opinion on, because I don't really care about mechs and Sentai. To be fair, I don't really like many mechs and Sentai. I've said that before. But with the actual suits of the of the members themselves, I thought they were all right. They still looked a little weird. I won't lie. They still look kind of funky, even towards the end. At least it wasn't that power-up form that looked like garbage. Oh, yeah. That power-up form looked... Not only did it look like garbage, Jay, it looked cheap. Oh, it looked cheap. Oh no 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 no! You you have no idea how cheap looking Go Kiramaju was. It was, it oh was. Oh my god! Extraordinarily cheap. It was. <laughs> see, here's the thing. <coughs> On one hand, I really really liked that it is a full team power up that every single member gets to have. We have. I honestly, that was like the most exciting part of seeing the fine the power up form come in is that everybody gets to use it at once and it's not like they'll it's so nice to see like a classic style power-up form in sentai again the last fucking time we got a full team-wide power-up form was fucking super gosager and that was 10 fucking years ago and that was the last time didn't, we got a full team-wide power-up didn't go busters have one well okay Sure, GoBusters did have it with the powered custom, but they were all unique forms. Like this is the first time we. Oh, had, you're talking like, about uniform, okay. like like a full uniform shared team power up, like okay, what, yeah, like we you. used to get back in like the the 90s and the 2000s, like in the, the classic day. style power ups. This is the la- like this is the first time we've got one in ages, and it's so so cheap. It is a fucking it's chest. Gaudy as shit. It is a big, bulky chest plate and nothing else. 
There's no new boots. There's no like knee pads or shoulder pads. They don't even get a new helmet. It is just the big fucking chest plate. And I'll give, see, them, Jay, I'll give them this. Here's the thing. I'll give them this oh, that they it, at the very it. least made a variant for every single like every single color had a different variant for like where the gem was. Like everybody got one with one in the center and everybody got one with one on the shoulder. I'll give them that much is that they at least did that much. But then it's like they did nothing else. Like they don't even like they don't get a new helmet. They don't even get new boots or like knee pads or even like a fucking belt or anything. It's just the big fucking chest piece. And it's so disappointing. The the worst part about it is, and I think you know, I think you know what I'm talking about as well. Is just where's the color? There's no color in it. It's gross. It's gross. Look, it it's almost like like what like styrofoam that they painted on with fucking marker. You know what I mean? I think it's if nasty. It, if it wasn't like all black in the center and it was like their color plus the silver, I think it would look better. But it's like, it's silver and like predominantly black and then they've got the gem in the center with their color on it and there's kind of like little detail lines with their colors as well but it's like, it's mostly just kind of like gray and black and it's kind of, it's yeah, kind of Like I said, it looks like somebody made like a, like a piece of armor from styrofoam. It's gross. And again, I I like I like the lead up to it. I like the lead up. I like the build up to them getting the power up, and I like how they, how they like overcome <coughs> to get that power up. But then the actual power up is just like, man, can we just go back to giving Red a power up? <laughs> <laughs> they'll spend more. They'll spend like the five cents they use on each of them for him. Fuck's sake, man. Uh but I think after that, I guess we could go right to our villains because I like the villains a lot in this episode, in the show. Yeah, in this episode. Um, in this episode, well, in the show, I actually really like the right, villains. Technically, this episode. Right. <laughs> um, I liked most of the villains. Um, Garza, of course, steals the show because he's Yuichi Nakamura, <laughs> and that's what he does. Uh, <laughs> Fucking Garza. I mean, guys, can you name? Can you not name your villain the guy I used to work for? Fuck's sake! <laughs> like Jesus, dude. Like, uh, <laughs> you, you do you know? It's like, oh, the main bad guy is Garza. It's like, do you know where I am? Do you know where I live? You know how <laughs> little that whittles it down uh, to be any of these fuckers. <laughs> yeah, I liked him a lot because uh, he's he's. He's basically the star scream of the show, where he's kind of working for the villain, but he's really kind of working for himself and just using the villain's resources to further his own schemes. And he's just kind of evil for evil's sake, and he's just kind of a dick, and he's manipulative and a schemer, and he's he's just, like, full-on evil 100% of the time, and he's he's so entertaining. He's super evil. Yeah. I, and, I honestly, I really liked him, too, because... Well, obviously, for one, you have the connection to the heroes and the villains. But I also kind of like towards the end, I'm, I won't say I liked his face turn, but I like the idea behind his face turn. See, I'm going to I'm gonna immediately disagree. I fucking hated his face turn. I do not think they should have done it at all. No, I don't think they, I, like, again, I don't like it, but I like the idea behind it. I, I, don't, think no, they, I, I don't think they did it I right, don't right at, at all. all. And oh, you don't like it my, at all? My biggest reason is because they pull the bullshit excuse that they did with fucking Abare Killer, where they introduce yep. him, and he's like, oh, haha, no, I'm not brainwashed or anything. I'm totally 100% evil all of the time. And then suddenly, 
10 seconds before he's fucking killed off in the finale. Oh, actually, you were totally brainwashed the entire time. Mm-hmm. Haha. None of your decisions exactly actually mattered because too. it was all of my scheme. And it completely invalidates both any build up to his face turn at all. And honestly invalidates basically everything that happened in the show because it makes it kind of all pointless because, oh, haha, I was actually you were actually under my control the entire time. And this was all of my plan to begin with, like fucking what okay sure even though you told us no he wasn't brainwashed to begin with which again is the same shit they did with abare killer where they tell us no he is definitely not brainwashed 100 percent, and then they suddenly decide oh actually never mind he is brainwashed and it, it so, completely uh, yeah. invalidates his his face turn because it, it does not have it's it loses the aspect of him kind of learning his lesson of oh I am maybe just I like, shouldn't be an I, asshole. Maybe I shouldn't have been an asshole for my entire life. Maybe there is something I did wrong, and maybe I can try to learn from it. Nope, actually, I was just brainwashed, so nothing I did actually mattered to begin with. See, again, and, and, and I'll elaborate a bit on this. I don't like the idea... I don't like how they did it, and I don't like the idea that, oh, they did this whole thing where... Uh, I don't like... I don't like. They did this whole thing where, like, oh, he was actually just brainwashed or corrupted... I was just the idea that I liked was more like he again basically learning his lesson. I liked the way he learned his lesson in a sense. You know, I like that idea because it it does go back to the imagination stuff and the drawing and all that other shit. I like that idea because it still stuck to it. No, the I, actual way that it did it, you know, with the corruption. I'm not gonna lie when they when they mentioned the corruption thing, I was just like, well, yeah. Did anybody else actually think that this guy? who is in a planet full of people who look like blue diamonds. Like, I'm not trying to be racist here, but he's the only black guy on the fucking planet, man. <laughs> Do you want to see, think he is natural? I'm not saying that black I mean, to be are fair, natural, but I still. Mean, to be fair, they only had like the three crystallian heads, so it was probably but, just but, budget. <laughs> but still, like, still, you, I get the you idea, have yeah. this entire planet full of blue diamonds and then there's this black diamond out of nowhere and it's like yeah there's no shit he was fucking corrupted yeah. like even like even at the beginning i was just like okay maybe if they show there's pink diamonds and all the, on all this other shit I'll, i can buy it you know but no he's the only black one there and i'm just like yeah no shit he was corrupted this this is just gonna be all pointless in the end this is just pointless which is why i kind of w- was thinking like oh they killed the main bad guy is the twist that he actually is just somehow just a stupid dumbass who was like, oh, I'm just evil now? Like, okay, I'm kind of with that. But then, well, they pulled the whole, no, you're just corrupted, which I'm just like, well, damn, <laughs> okay. See, kind of a fucking air deflator. I would have been fine with it if his defeat, you know, he, you know, at the end of their, the big show off with him and uh, Jiru was him mm-hmm. kind of learning his lesson and like, Okay, I've learned my wrongs. I, you know, here I am dying. I, you know, I can die at least in peace. <laughs> yeah. If they, if they just stuck it with that, I would be fine with it. Trying to redeem him, just in general, it, it's lame. I, I'm sick of them trying to redeem villains, just in general. It's so overdone these days. And granted, the show, <laughs> the show does redeem another villain, and I actually liked that, but. I'll get into that when we get to him. <laughs> I hated when they did it with Garza because absolutely nothing he did or said leading up to the reveal and his death at all made me think he was worth redemption at all. 
Nothing he did at all ever showed that he was worthy of redemption in the slightest. Well, and no, because because the whole time you you were under the assumption that not only does A, he committed basically genocide, and exactly. B, he wanted to finish the fucking job and didn't care what he had to do to finish it. So it's like, yeah, this guy's just an asshole. Why, why should I care about what he wants, really? Exactly. And it, it makes the reveal of him being brainwashed that much worse because it makes what was uh, up to that point a really, really great sinister terrifying villain into just yet another fucking chess piece for the real big bad and also it completely invalidates everything leading up to the reveal in that episode of oh he was actually a good boy once maybe he can be a good boy again <laughs> he was a good boy yeah. yeah he was pure and white like a diamond jay yeah and then then he became <laughs> evil and black you know <laughs> <laughs> listen, look, listen, you were, you were the one going on about how he was the only look, black I, one there. All that's right? why I'm saying that's why I'm saying we're not saying this because the show says it for us, guys. Exactly. <laughs> they do this. Uh. <laughs> no, but, but, like, but like you were saying, like, it's it's the whole thing where for some reason they just cannot help themselves to just allow a villain to be evil, they have to redeem him. They have yes. to make him a good guy. And and see, here's another thing. I kind of didn't like the. I know I'm not gonna say kind of. I hated the idea that he wasn't the main bad guy. I kind of get it. You know what? I knew for a fact there wasn't. He was never gonna be the full main bad guy. But I kind of wish he was. I wish he was the final boss because you actually had something to lose slash connect with if they beat him. So it's like. Yeah, I think man. I think if they reversed the order of the last four episodes of have the big showdown with Emperor Yodon and then have Garza body jack him and become Lord Garza for the last two episodes, that would have worked way better. Actually, it would have fit your your analogy or uh, your comparison to him in Starscream at that point. Yeah, because that would have been him finally <laughs> enacting his his all according to Keikaku long term scheming <laughs> bullshit, which he kind of does. Leading up to him becoming Lord Garza and, you know, body jacking Yodon. But then they just like, oh, Yodon just takes over his body because, oh, I was preparing for this shit the entire time. Haha. Ha. I knew that you were going to try to steal my body, which is why I let you do it to begin with. For I some knew reason. that you knew that I knew you knew you were going to betray me. Exactly. Yeah. And it it's lame, dude. It's lame. It's kind of lame. <laughs> like, and, and it doesn't help that Yodon is just he's lame as he, fuck. He is he is the gen, most generic big bad I've seen since like the fucking Showa era Sentai's. Oh, yes. Yes, he is. And see, you can make a Showa era big evil big man evil man villain good. You can do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, in modern times, it's just one we barely see the fucking guy up to like the last 10 episodes really. And then yeah, and two, gr- granted, even... the co- show got cut short because of COVID, so it's understandable there. And they, yeah, that, that kind of that kind of also leads into a lot of the more problems with like the last four or five episodes as well. But even then, that's like they, you had time to introduce him and kind of build him up more. But they really don't start mentioning Emperor Yodon until Yodona shows up, and then he he himself doesn't appear until like episode thirty-eight, and there's like five episodes left by that point, and. It's yeah. crazy. But that's what I'm saying. Like, 
That's why I wouldn't have minded if Garza was the main bad guy. I wouldn't have minded if he was like, oh, he's a, he's a, he's a big bad. He kind of has, he's kind of weak right now, but you know that he's building something up. And then you can mention like, oh, he wants to take over. Like you could just call Yodan like a fucking Satan and like entity, like Satan type entity. We know that they exist in this fucking world. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know why they couldn't have just done that, but it just kind of felt really empty. Like that's the thing. It's weird. Cause it's not, the, I'm not, I'm not upset. Cause it's lame. I'm upset that they fucking basically did Garza really fucking dirty. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because I kind of really liked him to that point. I mean, hey, anyone who can fucking do literal black metal and still win is great to me. <laughs> L- I mean, dude, literally fucking dark metal just fucking shredding that shit. Hell yeah, I'm in, I'm in for that. Oh, yeah. Um, Then we have my favorite character of the entire show, Captain Crunchula. <laughs> fucking can't munch the crunch, my dude. He's fucking great. I, I kind of didn't guy. like him early on because he was he was kind of annoying. But yeah. his annoyingness kind of becomes the most charming part about him. He's he's just kind of there most of the time. He's just kind of <laughs> like ditzing around. He he's the guy who makes the monsters. Allegedly, I guess we never actually see him make the monsters. But <laughs> he's just he's just kind of like doing his own shit. He's just like he's just like he's uh, just having fun, man. He's just having fun. He's just like oh. Bowling. I'm gonna make a bowling monster. That sounds cool. Marshmallows? Oh, I'm gonna make some marshmallow monsters. Yeah, marshmallows are fucking tasty. I'm gonna make a marshmallow monster to make me marshmallows. <laughs> my, That's my literally a plot. Part by is the way. when like uh, my favorite part is when they make when he makes the cat one, and even the rangers are like, "Oh, is he running out of fucking ideas?" Already? Yeah, he's just Jeez. like. I mean, granted, that was like right at the end of the show. It's like, yeah, he <laughs> he makes the monster a cat monster to turn people into cat people. And the cure rangers are just like, what the fuck is this? He's, he's like, he he must be in some kind of slump or something. He's totally out of ideas. He's at phoning this point. it in now, which is funny because one five minutes before that, Crenshaw was talking about how he is in a slump and has run out of ideas. But then as they're saying <laughs> that, he's walking up behind them. He's like, hey, how dare you say that entirely true thing about me? <laughs> I I love him, dude. Like he's so again, great. like like you. It was kind of like, eh, he's. He's a villain, whatever. He's alright. But right. then for some reason, but then for some reason, he started getting more and more endearing, and it's not even like they really change much about him. He's just, he's just no. There's just endearing. There's just more of him, and that like that, weirdly enough, makes him more interesting. Is just seeing him do his shit more and more, and it's he's so, he's kind of weirdly lovable in a way. He's <laughs> he he's is. kind he's of like he's doof. kind of a doof. He's again a. Uh, it's not quite like it's not quite one of those everybody's an idiot kind of sentai where no no nobody is taken seriously at all but a lot of the characters are just they're just kind of doofuses and that's that's a lot of Arakawa style where um like again Decker Ranger was a lot like that where everybody was just just kind of like schlubby they were they were kind of doofy a little bit even even the villains for the most part and that's one of the most like that's one of the parts I really liked about this show is that Everybody's just kind of like, just kind of a goof. Yeah, and see, I was, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Like, they're a goof, but they also understand. They, they've walked that perfectly fine line between you're a fucking joke and, 
oh, you just know how to have a fun time. You know how to not take everything fucking seriously. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And, and I, I like that. I that, like that. That's about definitely Arakawa's strong point, and I think that's that's what makes this show so entertaining is it's got that balance of serious and comedic. And, like, like a lot of shows struggle to do the serious and comedic aspect where, like, it'll be, like, serious, 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 here's a dumb joke, and that's our comedy bit. Or it's, like, They'll they'll be mostly comedy and then they'll just throw in like a serious moment like and it comes completely out of nowhere left field jarring. <laughs> Deno. <laughs> Not quite, <laughs> but you get the yeah close enough. And <laughs> and it's it's that's one of the parts I liked about this show too. Again, is it it is such a good balance and that kind of leads into the villains there where he's not like Crunchula is like a joke but he's not treated as a joke. He has yeah. silly moments, but he's he's still taken seriously. Like, the monsters are still, for the most part, taken seriously. Like, there are some goofier monsters. Like, again, there's the marshmallow monster. Or there's the glue monster. There's the, I was about, I super was glue monster. Literally just about to say the glue monster. <laughs> or, like, the rugby monster. It. Or, like, the camera monster. Or there's the, uh, the oven monster. Like, again, there's... Oh, yeah, the oven and freezer monsters. <laughs> <laughs> like there's just like again it is just random shit the monster and it, it's it's so fun and it's fun because it's again just here is just random shit we turned into a monster let's write an episode about that and it, it, it's great because it, it takes certain things that like because if i remember correctly there was never really Items there that you would inherently believe are just dangerous, like inherently dangerous. Like no, he takes bowling, for example, where the only way that the monster can make a bowling ball explode is if there's ten of you. Yeah, well, shit, it, there's it, only five cents. Yeah, if it rolls a strike, it's like, wait, shit, I can't kill them because there's only five of them. Uh, oh no, I'm in the wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> I Quick, let's go or back my to favorite, or one of my favorite. Oh, what's up? I said, quick, let me go to Q-Ranger. That'll be effective. I know, right? He'd fucking win. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think one of my favorite ones was the, uh, I don't remember his specific, oh, Putter Mask? Is it Putter? Yeah, the, the, the golf, golf monster. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> I love that guy. He's so good. Oh I my like God. how they beat him, too. It's so ridiculous. There there were a lot of, like, really ridiculous monsters, and for the most part, the show does, again, treat them seriously. Like, like there's the episode with the fucking glue monster, and it's it's gluing people together and oh okay it's not like a joke because oh haha it's sticking things to each other it's like no there is actually a threat here as well and i kind of like that aspect too yeah it's it's like it's like um it's like you said like (laughs) arakawa can very much balance joking and comedic where it's like yeah this 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 situation in any other place would be a fucking joke it'd just be a big old gag but the characters are taking it seriously enough to where Okay, there is actually a little tension in this jokey situation. Like, oh shit, what if they can't get unstuck, or what if he sticks a bond to them, or something? Exactly, or like, you know, what if we're stuck as fucking cat people and we we oh. keep, like a monster? <laughs> uh, that one was just the, creepy, dude. The fucking rap episode, which was just oh shit, awful. Um, like, that one was so good. That one was really like dumb because it's it's again it's one of those oh, we've conveniently pissed off our friends and then now we're stuck in a situation where we can't apologize episodes. And it's like, for no discernible reason at all, Crunchula is just, he's just rapping now. 
for some reason. He's you never been shown phases. to be able to rap before, but he's just able to <laughs> rap now. So fuck it. <laughs> you go through phases, man. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fair enough. I I mean, dude, I I like I you know as as lame as the as the bars were, I fucking like the flow of some of the raps. They're fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? Uh, all, all jokes aside, Crenshaw was actually a good rapper. I mean, everybody everybody else who sang was complete dog shit, but. He was the best to me entirely. Oh, Yodana was the fucking worst, dude. No, she was fucking bad. Well, oh, dude, that was that was almost like like I get it. She's trying to stay in character, but fuck, I mean, stop, don't like, do I that. Thought, like, I was listening to Jury Rap, and I'm like, ugh, he's he's just he has no flow. He has no rhythm at all. He's like he's the whitest Japanese guy, you know. <laughs> fucking Eminem <laughs> is a better rapper than he is. <laughs> <laughs> And I say that half unironically because Eminem used to be good back in the day, but <laughs> Slim Shady no longer funny. exists on this plane of existence. Anyways. Oh, man. <laughs> Slim Shady. Is that what we call Garza now? Yeah. Well, yeah, you know what? Maybe. Yeah. Oh, there we go. I mean, again, it's like you said, there's, there's so many of these villain plots, like these mask plots that are just in any other context, they'd be fucking ridiculous. They'd be stupid. Yeah. But in this show, it's done in such a way where you actually really get into it. Like my favorite, one of my favorite ones is the reset episode where he keeps resetting it. And yellow basically beats the shit out of this guy so much that he just gives up. <laughs> he just is <laughs> like, all right, I get it. I'm done. I'm going home. Fuck this. Yeah. That I was, love that. That was a really good one. And I, Excuse me. And on one hand, I I kind of like the aspect of, oh, the monster of the week and the giant monster are two different entities, and like, all right, it's kind of interesting, but they've kind of done that like every fucking season now since like GoBusters, and it's starting to get old. And oh, have they? And like, off the top of my head, GoBusters did it. I'm pretty sure Cure Uger did it. Uh, Q Ranger. Did Q-Ranger do it? I can't remember. Jiwoju uh, didn't do it. I didn't watch Lupat enough to remember. Um, <laughs> Nobody did. No. <laughs> actually, no. I. No, actually, I, I don't think I don't think a lot of shows have done it at this point. Now that I think about it, either way, it's it's gotten a little. Du- they've done it enough where the concept is starting to get a little dull, but. It's it's always a little interesting to see, especially because that gives them an excuse to make a second suit that's not even necessarily tangentially connected to the monster of the week, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, and they can just do whatever they want with it. Um, oh yeah. I also I, I also like how basically with all of the you know mask ma- ma- masks beasts I'm gonna call them masks beasts because that's what they are. I want they I like with all the mask beasts they. They they all have their own personality. They I mean yeah they're 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 villains, but they all still have a very like almost ver- completely unique personality to each of them, and I really like that. Yeah, again, that's a, that's a very like early two thousand Sentai thing where the monsters of the week are just like they are just exist in this universe. They are just another guy who happens to be here. They're not just a monster created to be a monster of the week. They like you can tell this this is a person who existed up to this point who has, like, a history and has, like, a personality and all that. And they don't do that enough anymore, and I really enjoyed that. And I, I kind of liked and it made them all that more entertaining, to be entirely honest. <laughs> it Honestly, it almost got to the point, like, about halfway through, I was just like, can we just have, like, an episode with the villains? 
I kind of want to see that. Yeah. I want to see what these guys are up to. Like, what's their day life? Like, what's their like day jobs like? <laughs> what's it like at the office, man? Ooh, I want to yeah. see that. I love them. And then, unfortunately, we out, we do have to talk about Yodana, who is just boring. She's her introduction shakes up the show enough where oh, we have a new villain who's who's kind of breaking the mold where. Garza was kind of given free reign up to this point, and Crunchula was Crunchula, as we've discussed. But now we have a villain <laughs> who's directly working for the big bad, who's kind of taking charge of the show, and now everybody's kind of got to work around this, and, like, Garza's got to adapt, and the Kira Majors have to adapt, because now we have a new big bad, you know. But then, like, after a couple episodes, she just she just kind of... She's just kind of there. Nothing she really does ever contributes majorly after her introduction. <laughs> Like, she has the power to upgrade monsters, and she doesn't really do it too often. Like, there was, there was one episode she accidentally does it on uh, Cure Made Green. Yeah. It's like a weird clone episode, and, like, that's really the only time they do anything interesting with it. Like, oh, she can make the mooks invincible, or, oh, she can create clones, or whatever. But, like, she herself never really does anything <laughs> interesting. See... I understand the idea of having, like, a straight man villain to, like, you know, balance it out. And maybe once in a while they do jokes with her. But she kind of flip-flops a lot where it's like, okay, I'm supposed to take her super serious because she is the super serious villain. But then they're doing jokes with her and then they almost make me want to make... Then they're trying to make me feel bad for her. And I'm just like, this isn't really working for me. There's not much working for me with her. Like, they do this thing where, like, oh, I don't understand emotions. Haha, this is where I am supposed to do my evil laugh, right? Or, like, shit like that. And, like, is that supposed to be her character? Is that, like, she's a weirdo, emotionless husk? And, like... Like, she doesn't get emotions. Yeah, like, okay, is, like, like why does she need to? Is, like, uh, okay, whatever. See, I kind of thought that's what they were going to do with her, because, or at least that's where they were going to go with her, I should say. Because in the beginning, she's like, oh, humans, in, like, humans interest me. I like seeing their emotions. And a few times, she even gets it with the, uh, with the villains, where, uh, for, for example, the mannequin mask. He's walking around the warehouse of mannequins, and she's just there pretending to be a mannequin for no reason. She's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I just want to see what it was like. It sucks. Yeah, I was Moving like, on. okay, um, fucking weirdo. <laughs> even the mask is just like, what the fuck? Dude? Yeah, even he was just like, why were you doing that? For <laughs> what no purpose? <laughs> but but the, see, that's the thing. If that was her character, where she would be like, you know, she's the serious villain, but they give her these comedic things where like, Oh, she shows up. Let, let's say, for example, uh, the putter, the, the putter mask. How does she relay her or how does she show up into the scene? Oh, she's doing golf because, oh, putters golf. That sounds interesting. I want to do I want to try golf like and, something like and that. They kind of like, they oh, did that joke where she's standing there with like golf clubs and almost knocks a moose head off doing it. But like that's not even like her introduction. She's just. They're just there fucking around with the monster, and she's just there swinging a golf club on the side. It doesn't really have to do with anything. It's just and see, it's just there. And see, if they did that with her, her death would have actually had a fucking impact. Because at that point, we would have seen her kind of grow fond. Like, I, this is this is all me saying it. This we could have seen her grow fond of like human activities. Like, huh, marshmallows. Oh, these are all right. Golf. This is kind of fun. Oh, cats? Oh, these are kind of cute. I like cats. You know, something like that where she grows attached to human-like things and slowly, you know, she starts like, 
oh, humanity's not so bad, and then she dies right when she gets it. And I it's mean, like, that would have sh- actually made her death impactful. It would have if it weren't for the fact that that's literally Crunchula's plot, and it... Granted, <laughs> yeah. granted, they don't introduce him really having that as a plot until, like, right at the end anyways. Like, again, they have him being like, oh, I know all this cool stuff about human culture. Oh, this interests me. And, like, it doesn't become a him about, like, part of him being like, oh, wait, I actually kind of like humans. Oh, I don't want them to be destroyed. Oh, shit. Okay. Like, that doesn't really become a thing until, like, right near the end, so. See, it. that's what I'm saying. Like, at, at least with Crunchilla, he already kind of understood that kind of concept where Yodana was kind of just a husk and that could have been a thing, you know, but they kind of do it in such a way where it kind of feels like they want to try that, but then they kind of just feel, uh, you know what? Let's just keep her as serious. Like the, the worst one to me was when they started introducing that she liked ice cream and then they just kind of dump that fucking immediately. <laughs> like not even give it a fucking episode. Just stopped. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. I don't know what I don't I really I legitimately do not know what to feel to this girl. Like, am I supposed to be sad that she's dead now? Because I don't feel sad. I just honestly I feel really indifferent. Yeah. And it, I, yeah. And I'll give him this. I really liked her debut because, for starters, did not fucking see. Well, okay, I already knew she was going to exist, but like. If I was not already told that, yeah, she was going to be a character, I would have been so, like, fucking taken aback at her debut because it's like, there is literally nothing both in the episode prior and in the episode itself hinting that this chick is going to be the main, like, the new main villain up until right when she pulls the fucking evil morpher out of her ass and is like, hey, Garza, I'm here. Come send some books to me. Like, two seconds before she transforms. Like, okay, like, yeah, she's creepy and whatever, but, like, you don't think she's going to be literally working for the main villain or anything like that. It's it's kind of honestly a decent surprise. Yeah, because like, up to that point, the only line that we get of something weird is the priest at the shrine being like, oh, the only other person who liked this place was an alien. And you'd be like, oh, so aliens are just a thing. But then you kind of like, oh, it's just obviously crystals. But, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe she's an alien too. I mean, yeah. technically, I guess well, I mean, she is an alien. <laughs> and then... She ha- oh yeah, go for it. And she she just kind of doesn't really do anything beyond her debut. Like like they kind of they kind of set up a thing with her and uh, Tomatomo because her her introduction episode is Tomatomo fucking slobbering all over her because he's a hopeless virgin <laughs> and wants a hot goth GF. And you know, I mean, not he that I can is blame a him, gamer, Jay. Not that I can blame him, of course. And then like when she turns evil, it's like he kind of gets like really disappointed that she was a villain. And then, like, like, but they don't really do anything like having a relationship between the two where, like, oh, that, you know, she is Tomatoma's rival, you know. They are the rival, you know. Again, they, they usually do that where, like, one of the side rangers will have a rivalry with a main villain, and they don't really do that here. They It's just kind of, like, there. Like, Jiru has it with Garza, but, I mean, that's 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 expected with the Red Ranger to have the, have the rival. Usually they give it to, like, a side ranger or whoever, and not really. I mean, the other the other Kira Majors, like, they'll tease him about her every now and then where it's like, oh, haha, you're still in love with her. Oh, haha, you know. Haha, your you know, girlfriend's evil. Like, Shiguru on multiple points is like, you know, we know you know, we know you have a thing for, for hot goth priestess, priestesses, you know, Tomatomo, but you, you need to <laughs> relax. And he's like, he's like gritting his fucking teeth, like 
choking back tears. Just like, I'm not upset. Stop bringing it Shut up. up. <laughs> Shut up, guys. No, yeah. no. Yeah, he's that. He's that fucking uh, that fucking angry Wojak with the the cr- tears. <laughs> That's him, like half the fucking show. Once uh, Yodona introduces, gets introduced. <laughs> I can totally see it too. <laughs> but that's the thing is, like, they don't really do anything with it. Like, it's kind of an offhand joke every now and then. But him having a thing with Yodona is just entirely irrelevant. It's- yeah. It, it, the thing is, he doesn't even really have a thing with her. Like, not really. Not No, that's that's exactly what I mean, is, like, they kind of set up like that there is, because, you know... The, you know, they... they, they, they again, that's that's exactly what I was I was referring to. Uh, but, you know, they they kind of set it up where, like, oh, you know, ha, he's got a thing with her. Oh, she's actually evil, you know, they... You know, oh, you took advantage of me to to find this thing, and you know, they they kind of have a rivalry. But like, other than again, like offhanded jokes that Yodona and the rest of the team makes, there's there's nothing to it. It's just an offhand joke. And and again, like going back around to like the point where, we're, like again, she does die in the, in the show, and she does die in like you know the obvious. Aha! I am the big bad, and you are my lo- loyal servant. So I have betrayed you, my yeah. loyal servant, and she dies. But again, there's no emotional weight to it because you weren't really made to care. Not, I mean, yeah, you weren't really made to care about this chick. Not really. You just kind of assumed she was just kind of an asshole who liked certain things, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. That's, that's, that's. Uh, so I guess from that. I guess we just talk about the story in general, because I mean, I, I, I know I'm gonna be an outlier here, and I can already tell where this is going. I kind of liked it more when we weren't focusing on the main plot. I liked them just kind of fucking around more. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. I love the episodes when they were just fucking around. That was fun. I think. I think that's Arakawa's strong suit is mostly just like a serialized kind of show where. Oh, it's mostly just them fucking around, but here's kind of a plot that's going on. And the episode furthers it a little bit, but it's mostly just, here's a goofy monster of the week plot. Yeah, and I like here, that. I like that he way try, more. He tries to do more of like an, like an actual ongoing story. Like, like again, more like a traditional Sentai for the most part, but it it doesn't really work as well. Because like early on, there there really isn't a story other than, well, we, we got to stop the Jotunheim from destroying the Earth because evil. And then there's kind of a darn going story arc with the the fucking Granter stones and fucking hated those things. I don't even know why they even. I, I legit do not know why they introduced those. Um, there's no reason for them. Plot. But but like legitimately, like there was no reason to introduce those things at all. It just kind of felt like, honestly, it kind of felt like our college is like, how the fuck do I bring back their planet? I, like re- realistically, I guess. It's kind of like besides that, what else do they offer? Nothing really. It's like, like the idea of like, oh, we need to get all of these these magic wish MacGuffins before the villains get them. But the villains don't even fucking know they exist until right at the end when they already have three of them, and the fourth one doesn't even really end up mattering. The fact that they get it, yeah, like 
like if the whole show was about them trying to fight over the the magic wish stones like okay then that's one thing but they're introduced basically basically as an excuse to keep takamichi around because oh he wants to find them all so he can wish crystallia back okay sure whatever fuck it <coughs> but like there's no tension because it's not even like a oh well we need to have all of them to get a wish because each one individually grants its own fucking wish. Right? And- I was about to fucking bring that up. I, I, I legitimately, I was like, am I crazy? Did, not, did one of them not grant a wish? Because f- for starters, one, there's no, like, it doesn't really seem like there's a limit to which, which of the four stones can make wishes. Like, they only use them to make one specific kind of wish, but at the same time, like, the specific stone doesn't seem to necessarily, like, they all have different names that seem to imply it, but they don't seem to necessarily matter for what they do. And on the other hand, like, there's no tension or risk of them using the individual wish because they they just fucking regenerate and grant more wishes later on. And I guess enough time passes between the earlier parts of the show when they use them and the ending for them to be able to use all four at once, whatever. It's an extremely shitty version of Dragon Balls. Yeah, kind of. Except there's less of them, so there's there's less of a plot to follow along. Exactly. See, and the problem is, like, I honestly, I would have liked the idea, like you mentioned earlier. Like, l- let's say Mabushina, who we didn't even mention, but don't worry about her. She doesn't yeah, she, matter. She's, she's about as useful as a Doctor Doctor PPAP. Yeah, Doctor Fucking Fuck. They got the fucking pineapple pen meme song guy in the show, and honestly, he's pretty fun in this show. I really enjoyed him for the most part, even though he's he's you know he's he's the chief basically. He's a da chief. Yeah, he is. He's the support team leader type guy, so he doesn't really do anything significant other than he's just kind of a goofy old man, but who uh, likes wearing extremely mauled football jerseys? Yeah, the fucking weird. I don't know. Weird as hell. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. So let's say like somebody like Mabushina. She's just like, oh, you know, I've heard that there are these mystical, you know, gems that can bring, but can offer a wish from the very beginning. And it's like, oh, okay, we can get that. You know, the villains kind of hear about it and they're like, all right, well, let's see what this is all about. And then you get Takamichi who's like, oh, well, I'm here to find them and I already have one of them. Like, let's say he already has one of them. And it's like, oh, that adds some tension. Like, oh, we already have one. Cool. You know, like something like that, man. Because really they kind of come. You know what it is? It's the fact that they bring them up only when they think they actually have to. They don't constantly have them as a main thing throughout the story. It's just... Oh, uh, yeah, remember those things? Yeah, uh, they're, like, they're there. That's the thing is, like, they get three of them in, like, the span of eight episodes after they are introduced. And then the show fucking forgets about them until the last five episodes, basically. They're just there. Like, there's... It was there's, like, like a, you said, there's no tension because there's a one we already off, have three. There's a one-off reference to them in the, the Mabushina Gets Drunk episode where she's just like... Where the fuck are the Grander Stones? Go fucking find the last one already, you piece of episode. shit. Like, which is, one, great episode. Two, hilarious, but because really. I was thinking the same thing. Like, just go fucking get off your ass and find this thing already. Because, again, there's there's no tension to find them, because it's not like the villains are looking for them. They just, they just, oh, they just suddenly know about them, like, later, right at the end. It's like, okay, I guess mm. we should steal these things. And, well, and not only that, but, like, even if the villains were looking for them, We've already got three. Even if they get one, we'll just kill them all and take the fucking one. Yeah. What's the big deal? 
it, it, much. It's not like the villains, and here's one of the weirdest things about the show that I noticed. The villains never once just think, let's just go to their house and rob them. Can yeah. we just rob them? Like, they never think of doing that either. It's, so it's, it's like, not even like they have, like, they don't even have a secret base because their base is the giant <laughs> fucking palm tree skyscraper death fortress in the middle of the fucking city. Like, Mr. Garza, where can we attack? Hmm. Yeah, fuck I think you. that palm tree is kind of sus, fam. Yeah, Yeager, Yeager, yeah, fuck. Yeager Silk Tower. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, no wonder I fucking hated the show. It's Gaim. Yeah, kidding, I was about to say, yeah, fucking, fucking Takatora called. He said your secret base needs to be toned down a bit. <laughs> I mean, it's a whole thing. The entire thing lights up like a fucking palm tree. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, it's like, guys, are you trying to be secret? Are you trying to be like, just, hey, we're here, kill us. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. I was half expecting them to use that thing as a weapon towards the end. I was, I was like, "Oh, is that didn't. thing gonna?" I was, I was like, "Oh, is that thing honestly. gonna turn into a fucking zord or something?" Uh, that would have been great, or like like a giant <laughs> laser gun or something. Yeah, like, oh, there's a reason why it's a palm tree because it turns into a sword or something. That'd be great. <laughs> but but it's but it's so weird because like, and, and again, it keeps going back to the idea of like there was no tension with those stones, but they were also made to, made out to be like these big powerful MacGuffins that can destroy worlds and bring kingdoms to its knees and then we just kind of don't do anything with them and we're just moving on. Yeah. Which is kind of one of the bigger problems. Again, bigger in relations to the show. This is When I say big problem with this show, think of the most minuscule problem from Ghost. That's, that's the scale I'm working with here. So, the bigger problem of the show for me was really a lot of times when we had this big mind-altering, devastating event, and you know, obviously, there's not that many of this, but the characters kind of just be like, "Eh, that's cool, whatever." Like when when they when Yodon first came in and he destroyed fucking city like miles of city. The next episode, they're just kind of fucking around. They're just like, "Eh, whatever." Yeah, they they, they pull. They the, don't even the, mention it. They do the classic writer thing where like we immediately get hyped hyped up for the final, you know, the big final climactic arc and then we get a Toshiki Inoue episode where it's just complete fucking nonsense and then the final arc starts for real and then it's full serious moment but here it's a little more jarring because like there's only four episodes left after the goofy comedic episode so right you think it, oh shit we're just going right into it the shift is even more strange and 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 I and that's one of those things that I can never get over with any show, and that that doesn't have to still stick with Toku. Just any show, there's this big, altering like status quo shifting thing, and then the characters just kind of like sh- walk it off, like, eh, we'll we'll think about it later. And that's kind of the same thing that they do with the fucking Gardner Stones, where like these things are fucking powerful MacGuffins, and they're just kind of like, eh, oh look a cat. Like it kind of feels like that, yeah. and I don't and I don't know if that's because of COVID or that's just because Arakawa just didn't really under well, no, I shouldn't say didn't understand. He didn't know how to take these things and implement them into a huge arc without a dragon on. See, I I'm gonna assume it's more COVID thing because again the show did get cut short. We you know as as expected, we had a billion fucking filler clip episodes. You know, so that that counts as real episodes because Toei sucks. <laughs> so we so it ended up being you know cut short so i think an issue of it was that oh oh god that went along <laughs> than I, 
That was longer than I was expecting. Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, I think a lot oh. of it was he kind of had it planned out, but then, oh, the show got cut short, so now he kind of has to cram it all together. So, like, Crunchula's face turn, Garza's face turn in death, and, you know, him taking over as the main villain, and Yodon's basically entire existence, and all this other shit introduced, like, right at the end, get kind of crammed near the end, and... I'm going to assume it's because he just kind of ran out of time, unfortunately. Where do you think it got... I shouldn't say got cut, but where do you think it started happening? Because for me, I started seeing COVID-ish... Like, COVID-ish... What's it called? I can't remember the C word. Uh, Compromises. COVID compromises, as I I would like to call them with these shows. I started seeing COVID compromises around the episode where they turn into, quote-unquote, toys. Because that seemed very, like, let's keep everyone away from each other. Once it happened was, like, episode 10, 11. That's when, like, it really started kicking off worldwide. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of where you first immediately start seeing, and it's it's kind of obvious in uh, Silver's debut where basically everybody is, like, 12 feet away from each other or everybody is morphed except for one person and... You know, there's a lot of like really bad cuts where like, oh, we're clearly hiding people off screen to pretend like they're standing next to each other. But they, they kind of yeah. like there's kind of lessened parts of it later on. And yeah, like there's the episode where, oh, we get turned into toys and we're just screwing around with some kid, you know, in his apartment. And like there's ooh, shit. There's a little like bit like 90 percent of it is like the kid in a room by himself playing with yeah. toys. Or there's there's the and I'm I'm gonna bring this up, but it's not really necessarily connected. Like there's the Geki Ranger crossover, which is not a crossover with Geki off. Ranger at all because it's just one of the like it's fucking Miki and Natsume, the fucking two least important characters in Geki Ranger showing up for no real reason. There was like, literally no point in that episode. No. Like, well, no, the, the point was that fucking Arakawa put in a uh, reference to Geki Ranger in the first episode, and then he had to pay it off at some point, and then, uh, well, fuck it, we're not able to get everybody back, so, uh, quick, play some Geki Ranger clips while the theme song plays, and then we'll get, uh, we'll it's get even the real theme back. song, it's instrumental, which exactly. just me off even more, and I'm just like, really? Really? Actually, you know what? I liked that episode because the plot of the episode was them trying to learn how to understand John's retard uh, jungle speak, and they use that against uh, Jodenheim, where it's like, oh, we're, like they're they're talking and like, you know, they're like waka waka, like niki niki zoa zoa, you know, they're using that kind of shit and like to confuse the villains, and I like that. That was clever, but it was so disappointing because like. We, we first get that reveal, like, way early on in the uh, pre-production. Where, like, oh, yeah. We see her with, like, like like way when they were first, like, showing the trailers for the show. We see her, uh, we she sees Senna's shirt. And it's, like, it's got the Scratch logo. And I'm, like, oh, fuck. Arakawa's going to be a madman again. And he's going to do a crossover with, like, three other Sentais. And, no, we get one. And it's You know he would have, though. Oh, he would have. He, he, if he, this shit didn't happen... This you man would. fucking you, you, this man put in a fucking Akiba Ranger reference in a space uh, space sheriff movie. He's he's insane. He did. He did. But see, it's because the thing is, like, I feel like if none of this would have happened, he would have had he would have had like uh, maybe Yeki Yellow just fucking around in the fucking headquarters. We would have we would have at the very least got uh, John back at the bare minimum. Like, I mean, what is he doing? <laughs> print of tennis. <laughs> I mean, f- fuck, if we were lucky, we probably would have gotten at least the main three. I know Geki Blue is retired, but, I mean, you know, we might have been able to get him. Get, get his twin. 
Oh, wait, yeah, he's retired we, too. That's right. Yes. God damn it. <laughs> uh, but, but that's man, thing, like, what a fuck! What a weird coincidence where you and your twin were both in Super Sentai and both of you retired at the same time. Because sucks, fuck right, it, man? It sucks. Fuck it. You know I mean, what? I mean, you know what? what? I mean, maybe then, his yeah. maybe his brother retired, so they couldn't use him as a body double anytime they needed to do a re- uh, reunion. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so like I was going to say, like the, the best part about that episode was just that it was ripping off speed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, that's <laughs> just... that's that's just an Arakawa thing. Just just do completely bizarro pop culture references for your episodes, and then that one was just it's just speed. That's the episode. Is it? It's speed, except we're running instead of on a bus. Honestly, dude, I, I'm not gonna lie. I thought of anything. Arakawa was gonna be more of a madman and make uh, Miki's daughter a fucking Geki Ranger. She's out of fucking nowhere. It's <laughs> like, oh, nice. she's Geki uh, Pink. Yeah, she's she's the new uh, Geki Blue or whatever. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing that, dude. Because I'm just like, I just want to see those suits again, kick some ass. That would be fucking cool. Yeah. But yeah, but then, like, you know. Anyways, to, to get back onto the actual topic here about uh, COVID bullshit. Um, yes. See, uh, it, it happened very early on, and they kind of, for the most part, deal with it. But then again, again, there's a lot of, like, you know, it, it kind of came and went in, in waves where, like, okay, it's starting to get better. Okay, no, never mind. No, it's not. It's starting to get better. No, okay, never mind. No, it's not. And I think that affected production more than it did Zero One, where Zero One oh, got definitely. hit pretty hard pretty much all immediately, but... After that initial hit, it kind of just went back to normal where uh, Cure Major kind of, again, comes in waves. Or, like, there's some episodes where, like, okay, you can tell that they're doing this because of precautions and, like, it's it's getting hit here. And, okay, they're kind of going back to how it normally was. And now they're kind of reversing it. And I mean, it you was can a kind of argue it's because Zero One ended earlier. I guess that's true. Zero One ended way, I think, right before the like the big second wave hit. I if I remember correctly. Yeah, I, I think so as well. So they were able to do get away with a lot more because the thing is like a lot a lot of like little COVID compromises in the show do peak out like it's like you said some of them are stepping very far away from each other. They're always and I noticed this a lot. They were filming in a lot of very big, very wide, very open areas. Like in forests and stadiums and caves, anything that you can keep everybody away from and it's very big and you don't have to breathe next to each other. I noticed that a lot and I'm just like, huh. Not only that, I noticed that they started doing a lot more mech fights too. A lot more and a lot longer. So a lot of those little things you start noticing. But again, I I don't know how much of that really affected the story because, I mean, we're never going to know unless Arakawa just comes and is like, yeah, shit's fucked. Like, we're never going to know how much that really affected it, but I think you can tell, like, some things were rushed to high heavens. Like, like we, like we said before, like, Yoden just coming out of nowhere, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a little disappointing, but I can't necessarily blame the show for it. Yeah, that's, like, just, like, that's I one don't, of those things. I don't think it was Arakawa being like, Oh, I can't juggle this because you know he he's able to do that. He's he's done that before in other shows. It's just, yeah, we've seen it. I I think again it was an issue of he he other situations in real life prevented him from doing it. I mean, shit, dude. It wasn't even just COVID itself. I mean, shit. One of the fucking actors got COVID. Red, yeah, very publicly got COVID, and it yeah, fucked which, up which filming for kinda, a long time. Kind of surprising to be entirely honest, but. Uh, the fact that he he really kind of bounced back pretty quick as well too is is you know it's it's a it's a shock to be entirely honest of how little it 
affected the show in the long run. So, I I think from that, I mean, that's pretty much everything, unless I'm missing something. Yeah, there's there's not a whole lot. I liked how all of the mechs were kind of, like, they had their own personalities for the most part. I mean, none of them really <laughs> mattered at all, but I no. like that they did that. That's another thing that they don't, like... I think, like, fucking Goanger was the last show where, like, the mechs were actual characters, and they they don't do that very often, and I'm kind of glad that they don't because it gets a little lame. Especially when you, like, with modern shows where there's, like, 8 billion mechs, so most oh, of them God. just, like, exist. Q-Ranger, where all of them have, all the mechs have personalities, would be a Ugh. terrible fucking time. Ugh. I'd, I'd you imagine it. that shit, man? No. Ugh. I'd be, be afraid. I'd be scared. I'd be scared. I would be scared too. And I watched Q-Ranger. <laughs> uh, you did. You fucking did. what? You fucking madman. Um, well, what was I saying? I kind of, I liked, again, I, I liked Jiru's imagination bullshit. And I liked how he's basically a reality warper. Um, his relationship with Mabushina's daughter, uh, his daughter, uh, her dad, uh, the king, the king was pretty fun. I liked him. He's, he's pretty much a stock Tomokazu Sugita character. And, you know, what a surprise. The character voiced by Tomokazu Sugita has a relationship with the character voiced by Yuichi Nakamura. Wow. Hmm. Who could have seen that coming? Hmm. Makes but, you uh, think. <laughs> yeah, it really makes you think. And I liked the king, too. The king was fun. He's he's basically just Juru again, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Sugito <laughs> uh, uh, just playing Juru, that'd be a fucking wild trip. Uh, yeah, well, I mean... Fuck, I'd you know that would make Juru better because he's Tomokazu Sugita. He automatically gets points for that. Also, speaking of voice actors, I notice in this goddamn show, apparently Kiryu just comes up out of nowhere and then dies. <laughs> yeah, he's in, he's in the show for one fucking episode as allegedly a main villain. Uh, allegedly. Well, th- that's almost, <laughs> that's not quite as bad as Q Ranger, where he played the main villain for like the first four episodes, and even though they spent the entire time building him up, he's immediately killed off and never mentioned again. That's an over. Still, I'm still mad about that. By the way, I'm still mad. The big ouchie, bud. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and again, I'll, honestly, my biggest complaint and the biggest thing that I liked about the show is that. It just kind of reminds me of Decoranger. It really feels like Arakawa is just... He's doing a lot of what he did in Decoranger again, and not as good, but at the same time, it's still really done well, and that's really kind of like both like the the best and worst thing I can say about the show is that it made me want to watch Decoranger again. Hmm... Yeah, I mean, w- w- were those your final thoughts, or do you want to go right into them? No, that wasn't quite my final thoughts. I'm just kind of like saying in general. I, I guess I, I guess we are at a point where we can just say our final thoughts if you'd like to. Yeah, sure. So again, I really enjoyed the show. I kind of knew I was going to enjoy it, but I'm I'm a little disappointed that I waited this long to watch it because it was it was really fun. But at the same time, he's. He's just kind of it. I don't. I'm fucking ugh, brain. <laughs> a lot of what the show does was done better in other shows. Again, primarily Decker Ranger. And while I like really liked a lot of what the show brought to the table, it's just not enough of it. Kind of keeps my attention. I think there's a lot of problems that the show has, but 
I really enjoyed this as a Sentai. I really enjoyed this as a show. I really would solidly recommend it. Hmm. See, going into this, the biggest hurdle this show had was that it was a modern-day Sentai. Anybody who listens to the show knows I have no love lost for Sentai. I, I, have, I have been off the Sentai train since... Basically since fucking Daigo Rangers... And like I just, I, I that was not that was I meant Curiouser. I I legit did not mean to say that. Um, <laughs> I, I I legit meant to say Curiouser. Um, but you know I I've been off the train since Curiouser, and then you know I tried to go with Ninja. What a fucked fucking like try again that was for me. And you know after that I just stopped caring. You know Zuoger passed me by, <laughs> Lupat nobody saw. You know, all this shit just happened and I just didn't care. So the biggest hurdle this had for me was the Sentai thing. And I think for what it is and for what it gave me, I can't say I didn't hate. I can't say I hated it. There's problems in the show, guys. There's a lot of problems in the show that I think that, that that we mentioned. But I still had fun for the most part. Like, this is this wouldn't be in my top five sentai but then again give me five sentai that are my top really so <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what i mean so like <clears throat> so it's one of those things where i liked it but it what it's not something i would say right now i could ever consistently go back to like i wouldn't say right now oh i'm gonna go back and watch that because i really fucking liked it you know i liked a lot of it but it's not something i'm i don't think i'm gonna come back to the show I don't. Yeah, I, I, no, maybe at some point I might, but it's it's another. It's like it's in that book of these are good sentais, but it's probably not like this is not what I would go to as like a solid immediate recommendation or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that, that's what I was gonna say too. Like, it's one of those things where I watched it. It's good, but it doesn't need to be seen again. It doesn't have to. I, I, I enjoyed that Arakawa got to write a Sentai again, and a real Sentai this time, too, not just, you know, a Kiba Ranger or, you know, like weird weird Space Sheriff bullshit. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> look, look, Sp- Space Squad was a failed experiment. Let's just leave it at that. Um, oh, yeah. And I, I, enjoyed for, I enjoyed it for the most part, but a lot of what he presents here, he did better elsewhere, and... It just reminds me of those shows, and I would rather kind of just be watching those shows. I can say this much. I mean, you've gotten me hyped for when we eventually do fucking Decca Ranger. Yeah, honestly, I, I kind of just wish the next Sentai we do is Decca Ranger. I kinda, well, I, who knows? Well, yeah. There's I, only one person who knows, Jay, and that's the fucking wheel. Yeah, yeah. So let's spin the fucking wheel. Spin the wheel and and wheel of morality. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. I really hate the noise of this fucking wheel. Oh yeah, it's so annoying. It's like I want to kill it. All right, so next week, Jay. Next week, Jay. Oh no, we are doing. Decker Ranger, but in English. Fuck <laughs> 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 you, dude. Uh, I kind of expected that to fucking happen, to be entirely honest. You did? Because uh, I fucking didn't. 
You know what? I you, I had that feeling that was. I gonna wanted ha- another set. I, not another since I wanted something different. Not fucking Power Rangers again. I. Oh, here we go again. Well, you know what? At the very least, I know SPD is good because I watched it when I was like eleven. You know, which does which does not necessarily mean that it is still good, but I remember we were, liking. We were this close of doing Dogengers. Ah, uh, we were this close, Jay. I don't want to do PP. Whatever. I guess we're well, doing SPD. At least SPD is short, and also I don't have to pay attention hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, how how long is SPD? Let me see. Uh, a lot of the Disney era shows were like 30 episodes, so let me double check exactly. That is not what I was looking up. Thank you very much, Google. I look up SPD, it gives me symphys pubis dysfunction. 38 episodes. Oh. Yeah. That's not bad. So a little longer than, um, than Overdrive, but still pretty short. I mean, again, this is going to be just... Me skipping the opening and the mech fights because at least because I mean I know it. Well, hey, hey don't now, give a shit. Hey now, don't say you're gonna skip the opening until you listen to the opening. I've already heard. Of, I mean, yeah, I've heard the opening. I mean, okay. I remember. I yeah. I've watched. I've watched SPD. Well, I shouldn't say I watched the whole thing. I watched it when it was airing, like a couple episodes. And I remember liking it. Fair enough. I mean, still, uh, the opening is pretty baller. It is, but I mean, that's just Ron Wasserman being Ron Wasserman. Exactly. Know? I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to not say he does a good song. Well, yes, but uh, <laughs> so I guess you are getting your wish, Jay. We are doing Decker Ranger <laughs> just in English. <laughs> all right. Look, all all I remember of this, all I remember specifically, is that one joke in fucking uh, a Kiba Ranger where a Kiba Red was going around. It's like, oh no, it's not. It's or no, not Kiba Red. It's like as like Decker Red. Decker like, Red. Oh no, yeah, I'm Decker not Red here. Is like, I'm not here for me. They just want me because I look like SPD Red. No, no, it was uh, it was him doing a press tour for the SPD uh, Japanese dub, uh, which does exist, by the way, and uh, we, we will have to talk about it. Oh my God, dude, is there is there a way we can watch that? I. I found clips of it. I don't know if I can find the entire show. Oh, if we can, we. Uh, oh, but Jay, but it's you funny because it. because they do have the entirety of the Decker Ranger cast doing the voices, and it's ju- it's basically just Decker Ranger again, twice. That that that's so weird. It's very weird. It was like, that's very legitimately weird. strange. Like down to the same voices. Like ah, that's weird, man. <laughs> Um, well, I guess that's, I guess that's it for us for today. Uh, Jay, if you actually can find that dub, we gotta, I, we gotta watch it. At least one of us has to watch it. Oh, yeah. One of us has to, because that's gonna be a fucking fun time. Um, don't expect this one next week, because we're all gonna be busy doing shit, obviously. Yeah. Because we gotta. Uh, wonder, uh, open up the pirate bay. I don't know. Fuck it. I'm tired. (laughs) And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.